It's no secret your database of past clients and sphere of influence contacts is likely your best source of business, referral business, repeat business, all of it. The question is, have you earned the lion's share of those opportunities? And that boils down to, well, your marketing. You've likely heard expressions like this, give before you ask, serve, then sell, add value first, be a fountain, not a drain. And those statements ring true when it comes to the way you should be marketing to your database. You should be positioning yourself to win and reap the rewards of all the opportunities that exist within your database, yet there's a lot of advice out there that says, keep asking, use this call to action, do this, do this. But at what point do you start to step back and question, hey, am I bruising my relationship with my database? Today's conversation, today's video, is about the ultimate nurturing-focused marketing plan designed to keep your database primed and warmed up so that you're positioned to win every opportunity. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana. I'm your host, and I'm so glad you're tuned in today to learn about how to market to your database. Now, if you're new to the channel, please make sure to tap that big red subscribe button, and there's a bell icon right next to it. If you hit it, it turns on notifications, so whenever we publish new videos, just like this one here, the kinds of videos that can make a massive difference in your marketing and in your business overall, you'll be the first to know about them and therefore the first to take action. So today's video, it's an important one. It's a critical dialogue about how are you marketing to your database so that when you invite them to take action, when you make an offer to your database contacts, again, your past clients, your sphere of influence, the people who already know you, how are you marketing in such a way that you're positioned to reap the massive harvest of opportunity when you finally make those offers to do business with you? Today's conversation is about a nurturing-focused marketing plan for your database. Let's dive in. Marketing is ever-evolving, and with the emergence of AI, the rate of change is faster than ever. Adapt quickly to AI-driven marketing strategies or risk falling behind. This is precisely why we've created the AI Marketing Academy, a four-week virtual intensive tailored to integrate AI seamlessly into your marketing strategy. You'll start with unraveling the basics of AI, then you'll get to grips with essential AI tools. And finally, you'll learn how to incorporate these tools into effective real-world marketing tactics. Space is limited, don't miss your chance to be a part of the future. First up on the list is event experiences. Are you conducting events whereby you have social gatherings, you have face-to-face -face time, belly-to-belly -belly time with your database contacts? And again, let's be super clear. What do I mean when I talk about database contacts? I'm talking about sphere of influence, friends, family, work relationships. I'm talking about your past clients, your current clients, your network. It could be such that you are so entrenched in your own geographic farm that those relationships there are as if they're your database. Fine, your database is the combination of people who already know you, they like you, they trust you, and they're not necessarily in market to buy or sell real estate, but they may know somebody else who is. And let's take a step back and talk about the importance of your database strategically in terms of your bottom line, the number of deals you're gonna sell this year. We know according to research from the National Association of Realtors and other major bodies and institutions who conduct research on where deals come from in the real estate space, we know the absolute majority of deals are repeat referral business, which is code for your database. In fact, according to the National Association of Realtors, for instance, 65% of all sellers identified their agent by way of repeat referral business. And more than half of buyers, it's the same thing. Why? Because real estate is a relationship business. It's a know you, like you, trust you business, always has been, always will be. Now, the media by which, the means by which someone infers or garners a sense of know, like, trust is changing, right? We're talking about social media and digital and all the different advents of new technologies and how that's gonna influence your business 
But at the end of the day, it's still a relationship business. It's still a know you like you trust you business. And so my question to you is, what are you doing to establish that strong bond with your database contacts? Whether it's through means of online or offline, what are you doing to establish that strong bond? Now, our first topic here today is event experiences. Events are a powerful mechanism for getting face-to-face time with your contacts. So I'm not talking about just open houses per se, although it could be mega open houses whereby you literally invite database contacts to come check out some of your listings. But it's more than that. It's client parties, it's holiday events, it's photos whereby you can coordinate a photographer and do family photo sessions or personal headshots for the benefit of your database contacts. It's putting together community events and block parties and holiday gatherings like photos with Santa or Easter egg hunts. What are you doing to build community with your database? That's really the question at stake right now. What are you doing to form community with your database? And is it once a year? Are you doing like an annual holiday party? And what would it look like if you doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down on events? A lot of folks say, oh, events are hard because they cost money. And I would ask you, hey, are you working your relationships with other vendors who have the means to contribute to the cost so that your events can be effectively free. It's just a free opportunity for you to build relationships. Or you might say, well, Jason, I'm not really the most like gregarious type. I'm kind of a wallflower in a room. Okay, we have clients who are like that too, where they're not the most social. They don't want to network and schmooze all day, every day. And I get it, I totally do. What would stop you from talking to a local movie theater and putting on a movie for everybody where that where they come to you and say, hey, here's your ticket, thanks for inviting us, and the conversation's over. My question to you is, what are you gonna do to leverage events to get face-to-face time and to deepen relationships? Yes, real estate's no like, and trust, but one of the best ways to cultivate a sense of personal relationship is through events. What's more, events have a layer of social proof to them whereby when folks come to your events and they see everybody else who showed up, it makes you look good, it makes you look connected, it makes you look like they're not the only ones and you are truly a trusted advisor to a large gathering. You may be somebody who's like, well, hey, I don't want to do large gatherings. I don't want to do big events. Okay, do happy hours, do coffee meetings. My question to you again is how will you leverage event experiences? Big ones, small ones, super social ones, less social, less talkative ones for the wallflower types. I get it. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, regardless how you feel about events, Pick a kind of event that works because this is a relationship business and there's not a marketing medium like events to cultivate deeper relationships. Now, second on the list is email newsletters, which come with an extra little tip that comes alongside of them because you're gonna need something for your email newsletters to work. You're gonna need content. And so if you're not making content, the idea of distributing an email is sort of like, well, what's gonna be in the email? If you have no content, you've gotta make content to distribute in the email. What is content? Well, content is what you post on social media. It's blogs, it's videos, it's material you're creating that positions you as an expert, as a knowledge broker. Now, let's talk about social media for a second, and then we're gonna circle back over to email newsletters. Uh, Social media in 2024 is changing. Social media and search, finding and discovering new accounts, new creators on social media is sort of converging in 2024 because algorithms have modified themselves to be a lot more like TikTok. And the way TikTok functions foundationally is based upon people's interests. In other words, TikTok is constantly looking at you as a user and trying to show you content it thinks you'd be interested in. If you watch golf videos, you're gonna see more golf videos. It's all about that interest. And so think about how that's different from what Facebook was several years ago. Several years ago, Facebook was your friends and family, your connections, your friends. You were going to see the content published by your connections, by groups you're a member of, by pages you follow and so forth, and that was gonna be it. 
Aside from that, it was going to be paid ads, but it was really about your own circles, your own relationships, your own network, and that was gonna be the content in your newsfeed, and that was gonna be the content in their newsfeed, but algorithms have shifted to being more interest-based. In other words, Facebook, Instagram, all these platforms are looking a lot more like TikTok these days in terms of when you scroll through your feeds, you're going to routinely see content from accounts you don't follow. What's happening is the AI suggestions are cropping up in your feed and the algorithm is making recommendations of new accounts to follow, new content based upon whatever they think, they being Facebook and Instagram, whatever they think is gonna keep your eyes locked on your screen for longer. It's about maintaining and holding attention. Now, what does that mean for you in terms of social media marketing? Well, it means that Facebook, Instagram, and the content you publish is going to be let's put it like this, less effective in terms of reaching your past clients, your sphere, who are likely your followers and friends and connections on these social platforms. Now, I am not saying they're not gonna see your content. Certainly, social media is a piece of how you stay in touch with your database. I wanna make you aware, however, that the algorithms are changing, and for example, Reels on Instagram are generally consumed or viewed by a larger group of people who do not follow you than your own followers. So it does mean that strategically, you might have to consider the possibility that your social media content is more designed for establishing new relationships versus nurturing existing ones. Now, I know that could sound like, wait, what did he just say? I'm not saying social media isn't still social with your own circles, your own sphere, and so forth. I am saying, however, that the algorithms are changing the way content gets pumped out through people's feeds, and you have to look at that strategically and say, well, hey, maybe social media is becoming more of a tool for outreach than for, I'm gonna make up a word, in-reach. It is for in-reach, but not as much as it used to be. Now, we should also take a moment and talk about comments and groups and DMs. There are still ample opportunities on Instagram, on Facebook, and LinkedIn, on all the different social platforms to manually, that is, you going to your people to establish relationship, you commenting on their posts, you DMing them, you outreaching through social media to establish layers of communication. That's still a piece of it, but it's not what I'm talking about today because today's conversation is more one-to-many focused in terms of your marketing plan for nurturing. So don't hear me saying you shouldn't be social on social. Hear me saying we're focused on the one-to-many aspects, the broadcast marketing that positions you whereby you give more than you ask so that when you ask for business, for example, when you send that email CTA to your database that says, hey, do you wanna find out what your home is worth right now? Or do you want, do you know somebody looking to buy or sell? When you ask for the business, you've effectively earned the right to make that ask because you've been so tremendously useful and you've demonstrated your value and therefore they feel good and confident working with you or referring you business. So let's circle back. We're talking about social media content so that we can talk about your email newsletter. Here's where I'm going with this. The content that goes in your email newsletter should be the same content you're publishing across the web. It's your blogs, it's your social media content. Now, if you're posting stuff on Facebook and Instagram that's not really knowledge broker-esque, it isn't really positioning your business, you might wanna look at your content strategy, especially considering what I just told you, which is that, hey, the way the algorithms are functioning these days is about showing your content to people whose interests match up with your content. And so wouldn't you want your content that's real estate focused about buying or selling in your area to be shown to people who are, guess what, thinking about buying or selling or interested in buying or selling your area? The answer is yes. But we're focused today on, well, how can I repurpose that content 
to ensure that every person in the database sees it because here's the reality. They're not seeing your content on Facebook or Instagram organically like they once were because we know that AI suggestions are taking feeds over in a lot of respects. And so we're seeing as users on Facebook and Instagram more and more posts from accounts we don't follow. Ergo, what I'm trying to say is you can't take for granted that when you post something on Instagram or Facebook that the most important people to you, your sphere contacts, your database contacts, you cannot take for granted that they're seeing it. And if they aren't seeing it, then for all intents and purposes, it doesn't exist. So what can you do? Well, one simple strategy is you can build up a powerful email newsletter. An email newsletter that is sent out once a week to your entire database and it is a value add email newsletter in which you ensconce all the different content you're creating throughout the week. The videos, the posts, the blogs, etc. You give snippet versions in a digest of sorts in an email newsletter, whether you use a tool like MailChimp or Constant Contact, pick one that you like and use it. You do get what you pay for, I'll advise you on that. But whatever tool you decide to use, take that value add content and give it away. Give it away to your database in a way that ensures they see it. And the best way to do that is through your email. Email marketing as a medium has a higher conversion value, a higher ROI than any other marketing medium on the planet. So my question to you in 2024 is, are you leveraging email? And specifically, are you leveraging email as a delivery mechanism for all your value add content? Now think about it like this. If you're making blogs, videos, social posts that confer value through the lens of you as a real estate professional, you as the trusted advisor over and over and over again, that means that naturally what will happen is folks who are in your database start to receive your emails and start to consume the content, whether they saw it on social or your email or both, as they start to consume your content, you will be positioning yourself as a trusted advisor. Every video, every blog, every post is incrementally causing buyers and sellers and contacts in your database to start to see you a little bit more through the lens of, she's awesome. He's amazing. Wow, that was useful. Wow. You know, we're thinking about selling. You know, we're thinking about buying. You know, we know somebody who's thinking about selling or buying. Are you positioning yourself as the consummate trusted advisor amongst your database? And are you leveraging email to do it? Now, the third and final pillar for today's video, which is the three-pronged approach to marketing to your database in a way that nurtures them, friends, family, work relationships, past clients, current clients, i.e. your database. The third and final prong is what we call everywhere ads. So one was event experiences, two was your email newsletters, and three is everywhere ads. Now, what are everywhere ads? They're ads that are designed so that database contacts say, I see you everywhere. You rule the internet. You rule my mailbox. You're everywhere. Now, as I talk about this, my intention is to give you ideas. My intention is not to make you think you have to do all of what I'm about to share with you. I wanna give you ideas. What are one or two everywhere ads that are within your budget and within your means to position you so that you are top of mind? It's no like trust and top of mind that's gonna win the relationship for every repeat, every referral opportunity within your database. Okay, so let's talk about everywhere ads. Again, they are ads designed to get people to say, I see you everywhere. So for example, it could be that you include your database in the distribution list of all your postcards that you send out to maybe a geographic farm. Remember, postcards are just another form of media. It's another place to confer value. It's another place to deliver content. Don't think about postcards as static, 
the same just listed, just sold, that's, that's, that's a bygone. That's not enough anymore. We live in a world of content. And if you aren't treating postcards like content, if you aren't delivering trusted advice through the postcards, then you're not using them properly. Now, why postcards? You might be thinking, Jason, aren't postcards a little bit cost prohibitive? That depends on your budget. I mean, it could be that it's not within your budget, but I want you to consider this. In the US, for instance, it's estimated that the average household only receives one or two pieces of marketing mail per day compared to, well, your inbox of emails, your feeds on social media. They are absolutely inundated, crammed with ad after ad after ad, clamoring for your attention. It's kind of like a road trip in the middle of the night versus rush hour. It's a lot less congested in people's mailbox. So it could be that you use postcards for everywhere ads, or you might wanna look at digital media. For example, you might say, well, Jason, I'm gonna take my content that I'm publishing on Instagram and Facebook, because why not? The content is useful, it's valuable. Nobody complains about me delivering useful information to them, and it positions me as a trusted advisor, so why not just take the content I'm already publishing and put money behind it to retarget my database on, I don't know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all these platforms have advertising portals whereby you can literally go to your CRM, you can export all your contacts, import them into the said portal, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, which is Meta or LinkedIn or TikTok, upload your own CRM database and you can retarget them with your content. So many people ask me, Jason, what's the best ad for retargeting? Well, it could be to leverage your existing organic content. Once again, we know that a very small fraction of your followers are going to organically see any given post on social media. And if they don't see it, it didn't do any good. It didn't create top of mind awareness. It didn't create social proof. It didn't do anything to benefit your brand because they never saw it. So. In addition to including your content in your email newsletter, you could also decide to say, hey, I'm gonna retarget my content at my database, whereby the content that is my ad on Facebook, on Instagram, is the content I already published organically to ensure they see me everywhere. Or you may say, well, there's other types of videos and ads that are a bit more evergreen. I'm gonna use those to continually and perpetually make sure my face and my brand and my likeness is in front of people on Facebook and on Instagram and on TikTok and elsewhere. So it could be that you have a set piece of content, a great video that features and talks about your value proposition, your brand promise, so to speak, that you want to, on occasion, be delivered to your database contacts on Meta, that is on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and elsewhere. So, so far we talked about postcards. We also talked about social media retargeting, whereby you retarget all your CRM contacts with maybe your existing content, or maybe you have some kind of an evergreen video that's a brand promise type of video that you want them to see on a perpetual recurring basis. Or it could be that you wanna leverage an asset like YouTube in-stream ads, the commercials that play before, during, and after a video. The cost per view on YouTube and stream ads is insanely low. And I've said it like a dozen times on this podcast. I would make the argument that YouTube ads are the most underutilized advertising format in all of marketing right now. And you should most certainly be looking at YouTube ads for a lot of reasons. One, low cost per result. Two, insane targeting abilities powered by Google ads. Three, there's a novelty, there's a marvel factor to them whereby when somebody sees you on YouTube ads, they're like, oh, I know that person, they're famous. Oh my God, they're on my YouTube TV. And there's just this level of novelty to it where people are paying attention to your ads and they think, I see you everywhere. 
And that's the objective is top of mind. Know, like, trust, and top of mind. That's the winning combination right now to be positioned for more referrals and more repeat opportunities. One final type of advertising format to consider for everywhere ads is what's called Google Display Network ads. Google Display Network ads are those banner ads as you surf the web and you see ads from maybe websites you've been on or anybody who's targeting you with the square shaped, the tall and skinny, the wide and skinny. Sometimes they're videos. Those are all part of the partner network, the Google Display Network, which is a combination of millions of different websites and apps that have a lot of traffic and users, whereby those apps and websites are in relationship with Google through their AdSense program. And Google says, hey, if you give us some shelf space on your app on your website, whereby our advertisers can display their ads, we'll cut you in on their advertising budget. So these websites are effectively making money off of how many eyeballs they're getting on their websites and apps on a monthly basis, for instance. Now, what website somebody's on doesn't matter. They could be on thesaurus.com. What matters is that Google knows exactly where they are and Google can show your ad to the people of your choosing. And Google does have the ability whereby you can upload your own list of contacts and retarget the people who are already in your database so they literally see you everywhere. You can target geographically, you can target through audience segments, you can target through your own customer lists. Your prerogative, I'm simply saying to you, what would be one or two ads? Maybe it's postcards, maybe it's some ads on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn or YouTube ads or Google Display Network ads. How will you position yourself to be seen everywhere? Your database is likely your best source of business. And this is a know you, like you, trust you business. So what are you doing to position yourself to be the one reaping the harvest of referrals, of repeat business, whereby you're top of mind and they know you, like you, trust you? Let me be really honest with you. I am all for calling your database, texting your database, CTAing your database. However, I'm gonna encourage you not to bruise the list. Are you giving more than you're asking? Because when you give, 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 then when you ask, the harvest comes in. I know I'm speaking a metaphor right now. I know I am, and I hope you're tracking with me on this topic right now. Because your database is your best source of business. Are you treating it with tender, loving care, with affection? Are you positioning yourself as the knowledge broker? I'd love to hear from you in the comments. Let me know what you're doing to position yourself as the ultimate agent of choice within your database contacts to win their love and approval, to be their king or queen of real estate. Tell me in the comments. And thank you so much for watching. Until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.